Thanks for joining us in the SBP podcast, The Voice of Mobile Film. You are listening to episode 16, and I am your host, Susie Botello. We're going back to Perth in Australia to talk with Brian Hennings. He is coming back to the International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego, April 28th and 29th, with a new film, Focus. The main topic we discuss with him is how films and videos send a message to the audience and why a story is such an important focus for filmmakers. Our Patreon page has a bonus episode with Brian where he discusses tips to help all filmmakers with story structure. Story structure is a must in all films and videos. You will be glad to listen to this one because story structure can help you get your film into film festivals, and actually win awards. Our Patreon page is at www.patreon.com slash sbppodcast. We'll add a link to our show notes. We just listed the names of all the filmmakers whose films were officially selected to be a part of the 7th official International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. We want to give a huge shout out to Lulu Films and Swords of Secretary Studios from San Diego for their sponsorship. You can visit their websites from our homepage at www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com and you can click on their logos. Okay, let's go to Australia now and talk with Brian. Brian, how are you? How's Perth? Uh, Perth is great. Hi, Susie. How are you doing? <laughs> doing fantastic. Uh, good to uh, hear from you again. Yeah, thanks for inviting me back on. Yeah, you bet. Um, some of our listeners may, you know, uh, they they probably weren't with us uh, from uh, last time, so they may not know. But uh, we interviewed uh, Brian on episode three, so you may want to go back to that later uh, and listen to it. Uh, but Brian was one of the uh, filmmakers in our last film festival uh, last year. Now that we're into the new year of 2018, we, I can say last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian made a film called Express uh, and it did very well. And um, uh, it had a really good story to it and, got a lot of um recognition uh from that even there didn't you get uh on the news and everything there or the a newspaper yeah yeah we got um, interviewed by a local newspaper over here um you know express got selected into multiple festivals um was screened in san diego obviously um over in in uh sydney in melbourne um in toronto so yeah we we were pretty happy with how that one turned out Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and now you, um, so so listeners, okay, now listen up. So Brian, <laughs> Brian actually made another film. And um, he made another film called Focus, which is going to be, it was selected in our film festival. And I don't, I don't want to say it was better. You know, but there were some, 
I mean, to be honest, it's hard to say that because both films, uh, you shot them both with the same phone, right? The Samsung, or was it Samsung uh, Galaxy S seven? Yes. Yeah. So both both films were shot with the same phone. So for some reason, I have, uh, you know, the next time someone asks me what Android phone is good, um, you know, that I can afford, right? Except for that new Pixel phone. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to say, get a Samsung Saturn Galaxy (laughs) phone. Yeah. Uh, Because the quality on the footage uh, was great. But there's something else that Brian puts behind uh, in his films, it has nothing to do with his footage. Um, it has to do with the story. And so uh, going there, uh, Brian, um, why don't you share just a little bit about uh, what brought you into into the mobile filmmaking uh, world, basically, and, in, and uh, a little bit about uh, basically yourself and how you, uh, what you basically... I guess we could start a little bit with um, last year and then we'll talk more about your film this year. Mm. So I, I guess, you know, I I became interested in film as a storyteller and, and as a writer. And that was kind of my my dream at the start was to be able to, you know, come up with stories um, and tell them in a compelling way. And And originally my plan was, I'm just, I'm just going to write this stuff and I'll give it to someone else and they can make it. And then I very quickly got an education that you know, the film industry doesn't quite work that way. Um, and so I needed to become more involved in, in filmmaking. Um, and uh, I kind of went along a, a pretty traditional route working with um, people that um, make, make films and, you know, kind of, joining forces with them to, you know, work with a director to tell my story and, and things like that. Um, and then it was really through your film festival that um, we really cottoned onto the idea that, um, you know, uh, using a smartphone to tell a story is, is a viable option. Um, so with Express, we set out with the, um, the, the purpose of, telling, uh, you know, like coming up with a, a story and telling it in such a way that it suited smartphone filmmaking. Um, and I, I used my normal team um, around me. James Corker was our um, DOP for this one, for, for Express. Um, and so he brought all of his, you know, film knowledge um into using a, a smartphone to to tell that story, um, so yeah, and and we were surprised by you know while there are differences, how similar the process is. Um, yeah, it, it really is filmmaking, and and the smartphone is a, a tool that you use to tell a story. And you know, I'm a big believer in the idea that filmmaking is storytelling um you know you you want a film to look good you 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 want the actors to be great and and things like that but all of that is kind of irrelevant unless you're you're telling an engaging story uh, along the way um 
and I think that was one of the things that I I was um, so pleased with with the um, Express, which which dealt with the issue of mental health um, and how um, you know people cope with um, being exposed to mental health issues, both as as individuals and as as people interacting with individuals with mental health. Um, and as a result of that film, um, we got a lot of positive comments from people who um, indicated that, you know, it really touched home with them that, um, you know, this, this is a realistic depiction of uh, things and, and it, it portrayed realistic emotions for people. So, you know, this was a film that was going to be harder to make using any any other kind of camera other than a smartphone for for the way that we shot it um so it really the smartphone filmmaking really allowed us to tell this that particular story and also through festivals like yours and, and others that we entered into getting that story out to for people to see um you, it, it really is um a, an excellent way to make films well, most definitely. You said something there that I think you should quote that whenever you uh, give a lecture or interview or whatever, but just stick to that. I love it. Um, filmmaking and storytelling. I really, really think that hits home, probably because I have that, I share that, that same vision with you that, that, that it's, it's exactly that, but it, it just, say that more often because I think it's easy to forget um, mainly not so much from the viewer's perspective of course because I think a viewer does expect a story when they go to see a film I think it's uh, from the perspective of the filmmaker with all the toys and everything that you know all the elements of filmmaking uh, it's easy to forget in the end right uh, that you are telling a story. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you, you, you think about any time that you watch anything from short films through to, to features to TV stories, the thing that keeps you engaged, that keeps you sitting there for, for two hours in the cinema or keeps you, you know, binging something over the course of a weekend is that compulsion to find out what's going to happen, um, you, you know, the the drive of the story that that um, pushes you forward to, to work out you know, or, or to discover at the end what what it was all about. Um, so, yeah, I really, uh, you know, I can't push storytelling enough in this form. You know, um, when we spoke last time, uh, you were in our third episode. So since then I've actually... We've had discussions through this podcast with some of the people that you met uh, during mm. our film festival. Um, like one of them uh, was uh, Claudino. Uh, remember uh, Claudino Andres mm -hmm. Gomez? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. From Chile. Uh, the other one, mm -hmm. uh, let me see, was the other one, uh, Ari from mm -hmm. How I Became a Movie Theater Murder. And Great film, that one. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and then we also spoke with two people from that film, Figment. Uh, I know you met uh, Javier Nunes, who was um, in our film festival. He was the producer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also spoke with Mithran, who was the director. And we also spoke with Ava Blackwell, who was the protagonist in that story. Such a moving story. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, these are uh, every one of these that I just named, um, you know, all had a wonderful story with their films. Um, but I kind of wanted you to remember them. Be, uh, not that you forgot. I'm, uh, I know that you're still in touch with them. Um, and, um, and I, I, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is really funny. Uh, I was talking to, uh, Aaron, uh, Nabus. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was talking to him today and I said, Oh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, you know, for our podcast, I'm going to be talking to Brian. And he says, oh, hey, tell Brian that I said hello. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But actually, he told me to say something. I'm I'm unlocking my phone. I'm going to look at his text message because he said something really funny. He said, um, tell Brian that I said, good day. (laughs) 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 So that must have been... That must mean something to you. Maybe it was a, a little discussion or something you guys had about how to say good day or something in in Australia. Yeah, that that comes up quite often when when Australians travel overseas is um, exactly how to say it. And, and it's one of those funny things that um, Australians are, seem to have this innate ability to say it correctly and no one else in the world can. Um, how do you say it? Oh, I don't want to do it now. Oh, come on! <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it in later. Um, no, it's 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 one of those really weird things, and I'm sure that every you know every culture has that where it, you know there's there's something that is is so inherent to that culture that it's really hard for someone else to to kind of get just the right nuance on it and, and right. things like that. I don't want to say it because as soon as I do that, any Australian that's listening to the podcast will go, he didn't do it right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like, uh, you know, in California with dude, <laughs> there are only exactly. 30 different ways of, um, of, of, of how to say that, right. Depending, there's a little bit of an emotion. You can say it in a good way or in a bad way. You know, you could go dude, you know, or you can go dude. <laughs> Each one of those just means something completely different. <laughs> you could you could have a, a whole you know three minute long conversation saying only dude, but right? You kind of with, with the different inflections and yeah. There's um, probably that, a know, skit again, somewhere, right? Don't don't you guys oh, have uh, skits that do that that will yeah. take a word like that and just overdo uh, it just for fun? <laughs> absolutely, and and you know, and and again, that's another bit of filmmaking that that I really enjoy is bringing in those elements. Um, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm an Australian and, and I make films and I, I'm aware of other places in the world, but uh, you know, there, there's always going to be an Australian slant to the, to the films that I make or the stories that I tell. Um, and you know, you know, the the U.S. culture and the Australian culture aren't quite, you know, aren't so different. They're not the same, but they're not so different. Um, and then you get the the ability for people from other nationalities um, to be able to tell stories that are relevant to them and and in in their voice. Um, 
yeah, again, the smartphone has allowed this diversified group of, of people to to get you know their stories told. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing technology. I want to just read for listeners really quick, if you don't mind, that that I read um, your synopsis. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, when her worldview is in irreversibly changed and every woman must struggle to overcome the way others now see her. So talk a little bit about, I mean, I don't want you to, I mean, it's not like it's a <laughs> suspenseful film, you know, I don't want no. you to like explain your film. I do want people to come to the film festival and see it. Uh, but but tell us a little bit about that because um, of the message and and the story and how you how you put that together. Yeah, um, I, I guess the you know it's really hard to talk about a, a movie that's under five minutes long without talking a lot about what <laughs> happens in the movie. Um, but uh, you know the the idea. Um, you know, the the basic theme behind um, this story is around how uh, you know as, as individuals things can happen to us that change us um, and can can change us um, in ways that are perceptible to others. Um, so you know you you've now not only had a change but other people realise that there's there's been a change. Um, and how, while while on one hand you have to personally deal with the changes that uh, you're going through or experiencing, you also have to deal with other people's perceptions of you and the way that they may now treat you and and that kind of concept. Um, I guess it's a you know a little bit following on from um, Express and that that idea of the interactions that we have with with people and and how important they are um so this uh, again you know i don't know why smartphone filmmaking works so well for this but um this is a, a personal story for me um without giving away too much it's based on a, a family member of, of mine and um and her life story um so you know it touches on some very real um ideas and themes and um experiences um and I don't know that I can really say much more without yeah, no, giving away too I don't much want of what you happens to say too much more yeah. um but it is uh kind of like the concept I'm listening to you of course and I'm thinking about how you know it's not only it's not just how someone perceives you it's it's how uh how it affects them uh that was yeah. the i think i got that more from i wouldn't say more but i got that a lot from express on how this one moment passing by right that individual ended up affecting her uh yeah. you know throughout the film and uh and then yeah. after right um and so that that is the thing that's kind of like this thing about being more mindful as as people with one another 
um, that it plays into because sometimes people aren't aware that by not being, I, I, it's not so much careful, but there is a, some of that too, but to be a little more, um, observant and, and mindful period. I mean, uh, with others, um, that if we don't, if we're not going to do that, it, it is still going to affect us. It's just probably going to have a different effect, uh, mm. a, a more negative effect. Yeah. And, and likewise, the, the way that you, you interact or don't interact with people can have uh, a big impact on them. Um, you know the um before before we um we had a had a quick chat before we started the podcast and we were yeah. talking a little bit about some of the the social issues and and we touched on homelessness um and i remember reading uh something about uh, that was written by um a person who was homeless and they said the part of the the problem that they experienced was that pe- people treated them like they weren't there it was like they would walk past, they wouldn't make eye contact, they wouldn't talk to them. Um, and, you know, over a prolonged period of time, the kind of impact that that would have on, on an individual of, of kind of knowing that they're, they're there in a place but being treated as if they're not, um, it, it, it's really that that thing where you know we're all we're all humans and and humans are built on social interaction and uh, and um things like that so the way the ways that we interact with each other is it's kind of a theme that really you know i i seem to come back to for some reason um but it's you know it's a fertile ground to to kind of tell stories around it's such a sad thing. You know, I, as I'm hearing you say that, I kind of actually got pretty sad about it because um, it's true. I, we, we, do, um, uh, we do forget that, um, that people are, you know, you walk by, you don't look, but you keep going and it's your head, your world, your life, right? But that person is still mm. there feeling their world. And and their moment is prolonged. It's, it doesn't just go away because you walked away. Um, yeah. And they're stuck there. And that, you know, time and time and time and time again, uh, they're getting that same reaction from people. You know, and while we go yeah. on in our world, you know, comfortable, it's kind of like someone who's in a hospital, right? Uh, laying in their yeah. deathbed and you go to visit them and... For that moment, you're you're like, oh, that's so bad. And then you walk out and you go to, I don't know, go have a hot dog or something. I don't know. Um, and and meanwhile, they're laying there and you're thinking, you know, oh, but they're dying. You know, they're there and they're like, you know, having a hard time. And I don't know. It, it, it is a very, very sad thing. And um, it, it's something that really does uh make good stories though because the the power of stories is that a lot of times it does affect i mean it does cause empathy you know towards other people um so that maybe you can understand you know maybe that moment you know you walk away it's your life whatever but in that story that movie that you're watching 
you're still that's you walking away but the the story is really with that homeless person and how that affected them and so you're faced mm. with that uh and then you start thinking you know i just walked by someone who was homeless yesterday and i did that i didn't see because it, i just kept walking but i didn't see how that affected them but now that i'm watching this movie i get to see that you know yeah i mean well, the you know, there's that old saying about you know walk a mile in someone else's shoes, and and mm. you know storytelling, you know whether it's through film or books or however, you know when when the protagonist is you know whatever the protagonist situation is, it's a perfect opportunity for all of us to walk a mile in their shoes and, and see things from their perspective and, you know, see that the, the, the boss at work who comes in to, and is really mean to all of, all of these staff might be someone who has a whole lot of other problems going on out, outside of, of his work. And, you know, while it might not excuse his actions, it might explain kind of how he is the way he is, or that that person who always seems quite morose. You, you know, you you might find their backstory, or that person who is super super happy all the time. You might find out why they're like that, or you know, um, again, it, it it's one of those exciting things about um, storytelling is that you. you have that brilliant opportunity to step into someone else's life for just a moment and, and experience things how they might experience it. So, um, and again, kind of, you know, I'm going to keep coming back to this smartphone filmmaking stuff because yeah. it is a, a smartphone podcast, but you know, the fact that, um, you know, people uh, from diverse backgrounds can now have the, the tools to be able to tell stories that might not otherwise get told if, you're relying on a Hollywood studio to fund something. Um, it's uh, a really exciting time um, for filmmaking. Yeah, that's exactly, um, you know, it's one of the things where I found uh, this to be very powerful because it empowers people who have never had access to a camera who now do, you know, and hey, it's with me already, you know. Um, if you see uh, something that's a great story. I mean, we, we all have our own stories, but we have, we live around, we're in a society that's filled with stories and you might, you might find, you might think, you know what? No one else is sharing this story, this one story. And why is no one else sharing that story? And my, my thing, if you were to come up to me, I'm talking to my listeners now, if you were to come up to me and say, you know, nobody's talking about this. You know, what I would tell you is that's because it's up to you to share that story. You know, the story that there, there are gazillions of stories to be had everywhere, especially if you're a creative person, right? Uh, with yeah. our imagination and everything. But if there's a story there somewhere that keeps bouncing around in your head, then there's a need for you to tell that story and you have a phone, you have the camera and you should just do it and start because uh, even if you think you can't do it, nothing can stop you from trying when you have the tools available, right? Mm. 
Absolutely. I mean, the, you know, I think we might have touched on this last time I was talking. You know, the the one the wonder and the beauty of, of this kind of filmmaking is that you you can give it a go. Um, if if it works really well, it's great. If it if it doesn't quite work out, then you've got the tool there to to do it again until you get the story told the way you want it to be told. Um, it, it really comes down to you know like you said um getting off your your butt um and and <laughs> getting it that. done <laughs> yeah, yeah well I, I was paraphrasing i was speaking a bit australian then no. and i almost said something <laughs> almost said something that was worse than that um, but <laughs> i kind of okay. caught myself i remembered we were on a podcast <laughs> um but yeah it, it really it, it's you know almost that do-it-yourself aesthetic, um, uh, which is something that through uh, focus, uh, it, it was really, a, 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 I was going to say, was really a focus for me on, on making that, is that that whole um, idea of how much can one person do in filmmaking. Um, and with smartphone filmmaking, you, you can actually do quite a lot. You know, I do want to bring up something. Um, the... The camera on this film, just going back to your your film a little bit here, uh, mm -hmm. there are a lot of tools out there. And I think you told me from the last film, um, I've had so many conversations with so many people, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you told me that you guys used a tripod. Uh, you didn't really use uh, a gimbal or anything like that. Am I correct? Yeah, we we shot on tripod mostly. There was one shot um which was uh right at the start of Express where the camera pans up over a fence and um and uh, James uh, who shot the the thing for us said afterwards when people found out it was shot on a smartphone they were you know like how did you do that and um people said that that shot at the start looks like a, a crane shot how did you do that and he said well we used a crane and so <laughs> we attached a smartphone to a crane for that one shot the rest of it was shot on a uh, on a tripod and um uh, any movement that was in the shot was done in um post um right. through you know digital zooms and stuff like that um yeah. So, uh, and and for focus, um, we uh, or I went a, a slightly different road, and we did use a gimbal I for so. for focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, those things are mesmerizing. Uh, <laughs> there was such a fluidity in your camera movements, though, and and you used them as uh, as a way to transition from one thing to another. I don't want to say too much but that was beautiful oh thank you um it, it was um a, a bit of a trial and error on, on how to get that to work quite right and there's a you know a lot of stuff that had to go on in the edit to make everything work as well as it did and and even now i kind of you know look at the the finished product and go, oh, I, could, I could tweak that a little oh, bit more of course um, you do <laughs> we all do that as an artist <laughs> Uh, yeah, at some at some point you have to lock it, and you know, and and with the film festivals being, you know, having a hard date there that you have to meet is, uh, you know, a prime motivator for going. Yes, I need to get this done. That's why um, I refuse to redo a deadline. 
I did it several times during my first film festival because I couldn't get a venue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I couldn't yeah. get more than, you know, two films, three films. And I was like, come on, you know, plus it was the first one. I, uh, it was, but other than that, I'm like, nope, it's, it's this day, midnight, that's it. Not going to do it because yeah. it's not fair to people like you who are just like, going crazy trying to meet this deadline to then log on right and go what you extended it are you kidding yeah. me i stayed up all <laughs> night on this <laughs> i missed a day oh, of work I'm... you know what i mean whatever <laughs> and, and you do that thing of uh, you know like you're you, you know you're exporting the final product and then you 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 watch it and go oops something wrong there and you got to go back and do it all again and right. stuff yeah, like that and, and, and then Oh, my, the, the, one of the biggest problems that we have in Australia is, you know, we're, we're a pretty advanced country, but we don't have very good internet. Um, we're, you know, like something like 38th or 54th or something like that in the world on internet speeds. But um, uploading um, video takes ages here. Um, so you, you've kind of got to factor that in when when you're trying to get your deadlines. It's like, you know, I've, if I've got a decent-sized film, it might take me eight hours to upload that. Um, yeah, that's you, a you tough know. lesson to learn too. I remember um, that there was someone in India in one of my film festivals. I think it was the second one that I had or something. And um, I remember this girl, she was in India and she was like, I'm, I'm stuck going to a coffee shop. And she was, and she said she just could not get her film upload. And this is when films were smaller, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, but she could not get it uploaded. And I said, stop wasting your time. The time, the, the time is rolling and, of course, it was the last day, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I can't remember what time it was for me. It was, I think it was right really close to midnight, but maybe around 11 something when we were talking, I said, make a call, find out if there's an office somewhere that you can, a friend with an office, you know, that can loan you their internet, their Wi-Fi or something for a minute, a few minutes so you can, you know, upload the film to us on time. And mm. uh, she she didn't make it, you know, and yeah. it felt so bad, you know, and I was like, ah, I'm sorry you didn't make it. I feel so mean even saying this in my podcast <laughs> right now. People are going to go, you're so mean, Susie. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I had to stick to that. But, yeah, I would stay up. Oh, and I still do. I'll stay up through midnight just to make sure I'm not missing an email or something from someone saying they've, you know, with a question even before they get it mm. in. Uh, I I really am. <laughs> I really do care. <laughs> yeah. It's not just all automated for me. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah. So when you were uh, shooting this and you, you said you used a gimbal, was there anything else different that you did? It, just um, in the production part. In the production part, um, I, the, like the the biggest thing for me was um, with Express, like I, like I said a little earlier, um, we I used the team that I normally use to to make the film. Um, you know, um, James shot it and he shot a lot of our stuff. Um, uh, you know, so it, it was people 
people who were good at their part of the job taking care of that part of the job um you know so we had an editor on board we had a sound designer we had a composer um to bring together that express film um and and make it what it was um and then with uh focus what i what i wanted to do was take it in totally the other direction and and see what i as an individual could could do um to to kind of put in that you know put it into that mindset of if i was just someone who went wow i really want to make a smartphone film couldn't could i do it on my own um so yeah, from the from the production side, it was uh, you know like I I filmed every frame that that was in that I I edited it I you know did the sound recording and all that the 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 two bits that I didn't do because I uh, I simply don't have that talent is um, I didn't I didn't record the voiceover um, I had Sarah Harris who was in Express and did the voiceover um, for us. Um, and I used uh, some some stock music that was available um, that fit nicely in with you know the 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 theme of the film and and what I was intending to do. So it was um you know it was a a, a very different. But you recorded experience. the voice, right? It wasn't done inside of a studio by somebody else, or was it? No. No, this was um, – it was done at Sarah's place um, with her standing inside her walk-in closet. Um, nice. And, <laughs> and with a, a, a microphone stuck in there and, and me standing outside going, okay, well, you know, now next line and next line and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, um, Sarah's, Sarah's great, um, really talented actress and um, – love working with her because she she kind of gets where you know where the intent in is with um the writing um and is able to deliver the lines exactly how I want them done so right. you know we yeah, we used a, a, a smart a smartphone to film. We had a gimbal for our shots in motion. We had a, a tripod for our shots that had no no motion in them. Um, we had um, the sound recording equipment um, that we you know have sitting around, um, which other people might not get. But one of the one of the really interesting things um, I can't remember if I ever spoke to you about this with Express. Um, but when we were when we were shooting or planning the shoot for that, um, I got Sarah to do uh, just like a test read for us, so that I could get um, the lines down and get some timing for for how we were going to edit it. Um, and that was recorded simply using the microphone on on the Samsung. Um, sitting on, on on her lap, just her reading the lines, um, and uh, I should show you one day. But I've I've actually got a a rough cut that we that that I edited together with these rough lines um, recorded and um, some figurines to represent the characters. Huh. Um, and and the the funny thing about it is the the audio is really decent quality. Um, I I don't think that anyone that watched it would would be able to tell that it wasn't recorded professionally. Um, 
So, you know, in in Focus, we used some um, decent quality, like mid-range quality um, audio equipment to record with, um, but, you know, it could just as easily been recorded on a Samsung. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I'm just like... Um... I'm just amazed at the quality actually of because as you're talking I'm 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 listening to you and I'm I'm w- kind of watching your film in my head you know both of them really and I'm going god it's it's unbelievable you know for people uh for listeners um you know this happens in the film industry a lot where you don't you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes uh, and what it took to deliver that uh, that look and that feel, the sound and everything, uh, people could have gotten knocked out literally <laughs> to to bring <laughs> that for you. <laughs> Bones break sometimes. <laughs> You'd be amazed, especially in action films. Um, but you know, it, with smartphones, it's a little bit um, it's a little bit different because it is more do it yourself. And some of the people that are making these movies don't have um, the professional experience. Now, Brian does have some professional experience, but there are people out there that are coming out with some really good films that don't have that kind of experience. And they're basically just sort of winging it, you know, just sort of creatively trying to figure out. um, I was talking to... uh, uh, one of our guests about smartphone videos and doing selfies. Um, and uh, she was telling us about how you could basically take uh, a coffee cup and, and cut out little wedges on it and use that as your, like, gorilla pod, basically, right? Uh, not mm. a gorilla one, but a small tripod, right? And mm-hmm. put your phone in there, and then it'll stay still, and it's on a table, and it's there in front of you. You don't have to hold it. And I was thinking, well, see, you know, <laughs> when you're, what you're seeing as the viewer, it's the other side. You're not seeing where that phone is sitting, you know, uh, same with the camera. Um, I'm wondering, um, you know, using the smartphone for this story, uh, for this film, Focus, uh, were there any elements or any techniques about this that actually benefited from you using a smartphone instead of a bigger or a heavier camera such as a DSLR? Oh, you know, like there was so many um, bits that it, it was easier <laughs> because a, a lot of this, like, you know, I didn't go and get permits to shoot anywhere that I shot, not that that I shot in a lot of places that would be really noticeable but um having a a smartphone isn't um isn't exceptional if you see someone filming with a smartphone on the street you don't really pay much attention to it nowadays because everyone's got a smartphone and everyone's filming and taking selfies and and things like that um so so it meant that um we could you know like when i was filming stuff i could go to places without people kind of looking at me funny or, you know, being, um, you know, conscious that there's a camera there. Um, 
it's like super portable, um, moving it around. Um, they're quite robust in, in as much as you can move them quickly and, um, you know, you don't have to worry about dropping lenses and stuff like that. Um, so, That's true. you know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's the same with um, when we were filming with Express. Um, we we shot that on a train station, and we we would have had a hard time um, getting permission to film there if we were coming in with a big camera rig or or anything like that. Whereas going in with a, a smartphone and a tripod is kind of low key enough that that they don't worry too much about it. Um, you know. There's, there's advantages to, you know, whatever tool you're using. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in that, you know, like you, you use whatever tools um, are required to tell the story that, that you want to tell um, or whatever tools you have, you know, in your possession or, or easy availability. Um, so smartphones, honestly, with, um, with focus, if I had been shooting that with anything other than a smartphone, I wouldn't have been able to um, get it done in the time frame that I got it completed. Um, it just would have been a, a way bigger task um, and, and possibly um, more com complex um, in how to deal with where I'm shooting and how I'm shooting and things like that. So smartphones are the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. And I wouldn't have wanted you. I would have been, I would have said, sorry, <laughs> I wouldn't have let you, <laughs> I wouldn't have broken the rules. Uh, I, I just don't do that with anybody, but uh, I'm glad you made it, um, you know, and not only because your film was, is now a part of it and it was selected, but also because um, you're coming to San Diego again. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, yeah. I, the festival last year was so so much fun and and I got to meet so many great people um and and one of the things um you know you're kind of touching on it before people picking picking cameras up and smartphones up and kind of winging it one of the great things about being in that that festival and and interacting with that group of people is that we were talking to each other about how we did things and and you know so uh, as filmmakers, we're we're going like, oh, you know, that that one shot that you had in in your film, how did you pull that off? And you know, the the great thing about it was that all of the filmmakers were like, oh, well, I'll tell you exactly how I did it. <laughs> um, you know, I'll tell you what tools I used and things like that. There's not none of this um, proprietary. You know, oh, I don't really want to tell you how to do that because it's kind of my trick or like anything. Like a magician, you know. right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and you know the the reality is I I, I feel like um, you know the the smartphone filmmaking community is one that you know is very open and sharing and um, you know if if there's you know I, I would encourage um, anyone that's thinking of making a smartphone film or has made a smartphone film and wants to you know kind of expand. Um, their skill set or find out how to do things is to do things like get in touch with with you or me or some of the other people that have that have been there 
um, and and say, you know, how how do I do this? How you know what what's the trick to this, or how do you you know how do you get that? Um, it's hard that, not you know, to share. It really is hard not to share. <laughs> You know? Oh, you know, like you, you look at it and you, you know, I, I often feel reluctance to ask people questions because, you know, I don't want to be, you know, too, too prying or anything like that, or I don't want them to say no. Um, and at, at the festival uh, last year, it was, you know, such a great um, group of filmmakers that, that gathered there that were, were so open and so sharing and, um, you know, there just seemed to be this, you know, desire from everyone there that not only do they want to be good filmmakers themselves, but they want uh, an, an industry that is filled with other good filmmakers and, and you know, kind of, yeah, everyone raising everyone else up. Um, it, it's it's part of the reason why I'm really, really looking forward to, to coming across for, for this year's festival. Um yeah. And you know that that along with touching base with a lot of the friends that I made while I was over there last time. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, remember Anthony uh, De La Cruz mm-hmm. and his daughter Miranda Mullings. <laughs> I, I feel like I yep. have to say the <laughs> the whole name, <laughs> uh, but um, they uh, they're definitely going to be there because Miranda. Now Anthony is, you know, he's an actor, so he's been mm-hmm. super busy all year. Good for him! Yay. <laughs> Um, but he wasn't able to, um, to, uh, submit a film this year, but his daughter, Miranda, she's, she just turned 12. I mean, she was 11 last year. So, um, she's only one year older, but still she's very young. She submitted a film this year. Mm. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, so they're going to, so they're going to be there. And, uh, I, you know, I told him, I said, you know, Brian's coming again, uh, this year. And, um, uh, Anthony got pretty stoked, pretty happy, <laughs> you know, uh, he was like, oh, that's great. You know, it's, uh, but you know, it's that family type feeling that we all have even, um, I see it even on, we share, uh, you know, social media, I share with, with you guys. And, you know, uh, regardless of algorithms and all that stuff, right, I do get to see some of the posts that come through my timelines and I get to see sometimes, you know, you'll post something or Iris will post something or somebody else will post something. And then I get to see the likes, right? And Mm. who likes or who retweets or who whatever. And I see you guys all still engaged with each other and supporting each other in that way and i just think it's awesome i mean you can't (laughs) see my smile the whole time you were talking about that but i'm grinning ear to ear like literally (laughs) yeah i mean it 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 really is uh, that that great opportunity and because it's uh, you know, a, a few days there and, you know, you're you're kind of getting to spend some time with these people and you can make those meaningful connections so that even even though you're half a world away, you, you know, right. you still feel part of uh, part of their their experience. And, you know, like 
I, I love seeing the stuff that the other filmmakers uh, are putting up where, you know, the, you, whether whether they're stuck in an airport in, in New York over the Christmas break because of, you know, the storms or, um, w- or whether they're on, on a set on, uh, you know, acting on a, on a film somewhere. Um, you know, it, it's just great seeing that, these people that you know, I have this connection with, uh, are progressing their their careers and having fun lives and stuff like that. You know, it's it's amazing. I'm you know, I'm looking forward to catching up with the ones that can make it back, and and I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting some new people that oh, that yeah, are coming to the festival <laughs> for the first time. So yeah, you yeah, will. Be... I've I've got I've received word from several of them who who are definitely going to be there, uh, for sure. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really you know for me it's the whole experience because I you know I'm hosting the the film festival right so so for me it's like oh I got to get these films on there and this and that and you know just we were just uh we just announced the the judging panel and um there there're three people um hey by the way I might as well just give a shout out to them right uh, yeah, with absolutely. you, uh, to uh, Jana and uh, Neil Halford, and um, and to Penny Styles, uh, is um, if you go to our website, uh, well, just go to our Facebook uh, or Twitter or anything like that, and you can see the link to their uh, page. But you can go to our website to the MFF page, and um, there's a nice photo of the trophies. Those trophies look gorgeous. <laughs> um, and uh, and then if you click on those, it'll open up with their uh, with the judging panel. Um, they've got some pretty awesome uh, bios, biographies, biographies uh, on there. Uh, so the films are really are they're in good hands. Um, and they're not uh, from the mobile filmmaking world, uh, really. They are professionals from uh, from the industry. So it's it it feels good to put them in their hands. And I know, for, you know, there are some people that are going, "Oh, I got the professional judging my film. Oh my God, I have no chance." But you'd be surprised because the one thing that I think we've en- emphasized enough is the combination of everything, but what drives your film is the story, right, Brian? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, it's interesting as an entrant into the film festival to think about the, the judging process. And, uh, you know, I think everybody who enters a, a film festival hopes that their film will do well. Right. Um, and you know, uh, I think it's that that first part is you enter in, enter into the festival and hope you get selected for the festival. Um, and then once you're selected into the festival, it's like you know, like oh, I, I hope my film does well. And also, two of those judges, uh, Jana and and Neil, they're actually going to be here in San Diego. I could only cross my fingers and hope that Penny will also be there. Wouldn't that be great to get all three judges, uh, you know, here? 
but um, they'll be there and it's going to be really hard for them not to talk with you guys individually about your films before, you know, we find out who the winners are at the end of the film festival. <laughs> <laughs> but after it's a game, you know, like not to share with you who they selected or anything, but to, um, you know, to talk with you about their, you know, give out if you wanted them to give out a criticism or whatever about your film. Oh, I absolutely. I think, that. you know, like hearing what people think of your film from, from anybody um, or, or any, any creative endeavor that you have is having um, someone, you know, engage with you as a result of that is, is an amazing experience. And we were talking before about that, that whole idea of, you know, just people liking your uh, you know something that you've made or or you know with the podcast you know um retweeting the links to it and and saying how 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 much they liked it or something like that um it it's you know one of the one of the perks of doing this kind of stuff is that that kind of feedback and i guess you know that's another thing that uh, we should touch on is this idea of you know how do how do people support creatives and and um you know how do you, how do you show them that they're valued and and part of it is simply doing things like you know liking if, if they post their podcast on on Facebook hitting that like button is is um you know it's a it's almost like a no thought thing that an individual can do, but it means so much to the person that created that work. Um, and so, you know, if, if you happen to be listening to this and you, you have friends or family that um, are, are making stuff, you know, hitting the like button, um, sending them a message that says that you really liked it or, or whatever kind of thing that you can do is such, uh, such a valuable thing to keep people inspired and motivated to, to continue doing this stuff. And that's again, where film festivals are an amazing thing. You know, they, it's a, a level of recognition for the work that, that people are putting into making these films, um, and giving it an avenue to be shared with a, a wider audience. So, um, I have a game. I totally forgot to tell you about this. Um, I, I know. Remember the shout out game from last year? Yeah. Okay. Yep, well, now yep, I've uh, altered it a little bit. Um, so now instead of just doing a shout out, you know, to people, um, in your case. So I, I try to customize this game a little bit, uh, depending <laughs> on the person. And I remember last time you were talking about um, films in the uh, independent or not independent, in the international market, right? Mm, um, yeah. And that was a big deal for you, that people get out of just watching films from their, you know, their country or whatever and to explore into other um, other countries and other cultures and things like that to watch more international films, especially here mm -hmm. in America. We get so many movies here, you know, there's so much of that here that we rarely venture out, right? 
So what I was thinking, this is totally putting you on the spot. I gave you no warning about this. Um, um, (laughs) Maybe in 20 seconds (laughs) that you could name. I'm so sorry, Brian. (laughs) That you could, I scramble in your head. I'm trying to make this last a little so you can scramble in your head. Uh, Some of these movies that, uh, that you, that, that, that you've appreciated uh, that are, you know, in the international market. Would that be something okay. you can do? <laughs> so sorry. No, no, I'd like, uh, I, you know, I haven't really heard anything you've said for the last minute or so because my brain has been totally engaged <laughs> in, in like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Um, yeah, but I'll give it a crack. I'll see what, how we go. All right. We're going to give it a crack, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you're ready, get set. Are you set? I'm set. All right, go. Um, the the first thing that I really would like everyone uh, to watch is what we did, what we do in the shadows, which is a New Zealand film um, made by the guy that uh, that directed Thor. Really great one. The other one is one called End of the Effing World, um, which is out of the UK. Um, a brilliant uh, series, um, very short series. Wow, and something Sorry. you can watch on Netflix. Um, <laughs> so those those two are things that I really feel give people a a view of life outside of the um, the US thing. But you know, if you've got Netflix, you, they've got all the oh, the yeah. things on there where you can go down to international things and and um, you know, see all the different types of films and just scroll through that and find something that you think And I suggest that people leave the I'm, I'm, I know I'm not the only one that suggests that people leave the natural uh, language they need, that whatever language it is you know uh, mm. you know Japanese or whatever to, to actually leave that on there because there's connotations and things that you won't get when it's translated um, yeah so to leave that on and just, you know, read the subtitles, you know what I'm saying instead. I know some people, it takes yeah. getting used to to um, to watch and read the subtitles um, at the same time. Yeah. I, I realize yeah. In, I... in some films they go really fast because they have a lot of <laughs> words, you know what I'm saying, uh, in yeah, yeah. per second type thing, where in other ones it's like, it's a little short line and they're still talking. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes you know enough of a language to know that they're not translating it, you oh, know. Well, they're never going to do word that. Word for word and, and stuff yeah. like that. And you're kind of like, well, that's not what that person said, but it's kind of the gist of it. Um, right. But, yeah, I, you know, I'm – I. I do watch a lot of subtitled movies um, and you're right in as much as, uh, you, you, you know, aside from the words, you know, in, in a script you have the words, but it's also the the way that those words are said and, and things like that that add so much. Um, and sometimes if you get a dubbed version of a movie, that doesn't come through quite so well. Um, so, yeah, subtitles, are, you know, read a good movie every now and again it's um it's a wonderful thing (laughs) yeah and if you're also i might as well just throw this in here uh if you're submitting a film to our film festival based in the u.s um always add like burn them in like the, the the subtitles don't do don't say well if you turn it on 
and YouTube. It's like, no, we're not going to do that during the film festival. (laughs) We actually need the movie files (laughs) and then we project them on a big screen. So we're not going to just turn on, (laughs) you know, I don't count on the internet. I can't because Mm. anything Mm. can happen with the internet. But if you have the files, right, then, then you're, pretty much guaranteed they're going to be a part of the film festival um that's it yeah especially with video i mean are you kidding you never know (laughs) what can happen with the with the internet anywhere um so yeah submit them using have you ever submitted a film to another country and not even question that brian uh the only um, (laughs) festivals that i've submitted no 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 um, I was just uh, the I was thinking of the ones that I've done, and there's been a few in um, non primarily English speaking countries, but most of those countries speak English uh, yeah. as well. So there was no requirement for it to be subtitled in um, their native language. It was if if it's you know like there was one in Spain. It's like if it's not in Spanish or in English, then you must subtitle it. But if it's either Spanish or English, you're okay. Um, so I haven't had to do that. I have had to subtitle some projects because, um, Australians speaking quickly can be un, uh, a little bit hard for people to understand sometimes, but, um, even though it's in English, um, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, yeah you know, here's the other thing too. Um, sometimes it's, it's the dialogue is in English, but it's, uh, mm. the people don't speak English clearly you know, for whatever reason, but most of the time it's because that's really not their first language. Mm. So they're just or, sort of mimicking the language. So you do have to subtitle those, but you, you should, you know, mm. so that people or, understand. There's also things like, a, you know, like one of the things is, you know, I, I think sometimes English speakers don't appreciate the fact that English is so widely spoken around the world and that so many people understand english um but uh, you know even for places like you know australia to the uk to the us we all speak english but we speak a slightly different version of it and you know the way that we pronounce words might be slightly different or the terminologies that we use might be slightly different so um it's one of the the great things about um having films coming in from all over the place is that you get exposed to this and that and that's part of why i say you know people should expose themselves to um media that's not created in their own country is they get to see those little differences um and get to appreciate that that the world isn't exactly how they see it every day. That for other people, it's um, it can be a very different experience. Yeah, and especially like let's say you're making a documentary or something like that, uh, where there is another voice in say that just isn't heard very clearly uh, because of you know the sounds in the room or or maybe it's really you know I know when I did uh, that video. I was uh, talking to uh, the cosplayers at Comic-Con and I was asking them questions and I, it was just me doing the whole thing. Right. It's not like I had someone yeah. to say. So, uh, and, and one microphone, one phone, one, one me with two hands, right. Holding everything. 
and I was asking them questions and so I was pointing the microphone at them and with the other hand I was holding the, the phone you know recording and I I didn't want to go back and forth right because you can miss it in the traveling of the microphone going to them right and me and then them and so a lot of times and because it was unscripted right you don't know you know how that's gonna work um I did subtitle uh, my questions because even though you could hear them, I realized that it depends. So if you're listening to it without earplugs on the phone uh, and and with headphones on, it's great. But if you have other speakers, depending on the kind of speakers they are or if they're really, you know, like stereo speakers, uh, because there was so much noise in the room, you couldn't really hear my question. And sometimes mm. the question is just as important as the answer. Uh, so mm. I did subtitle those. So sometimes it's not always because of the language um, that you want to subtitle something like a video. Yeah. I think the the end of the story, and we're going to keep coming back to this, this storytelling thing is, you know, whether it's a documentary, whether it's an interview, whether you're, you're telling a, a narrative um, drama, comedy, whatever, um, it's about the story you're telling. And if, if people can't understand that through not being able to understand the language, not being able to hear it, whatever that case might be, they're not going to get the story that you want them to get out of it. So, you know, it really comes down to you need to do whatever you can to make sure that your story is being told in the most effective way possible. Um, if that means adding subtitles, then add subtitles. Um, if, you know, if it means re-recording sound at some stage and do that as well. Um, right. So, you know, it, it um, we have all these tools at our disposal now. I think it's just the case of getting out there and using them. Good. This is actually perfect timing because we went over an hour and I, <laughs> I was enjoying this. I wasn't really keeping track. Uh, but this is a good segue into um, for closing – uh, this because um, I also want to want to inform the uh, our listeners. Hey guys, um, so our Patreon page uh, we've asked Brian to talk about. We were talking about the story and and the message. Uh, we're going to talk to um, with Brian. He's going to share some insights on story structure uh in our patreon page so you'll want to go there and get that and meanwhile brian we're just like going to be counting the the days into the into the hours into the minutes until the film <laughs> festival <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome i'm really looking forward to getting over there and i you know like i said i i'm looking forward to catching up with everyone that i met last time around and meeting some new friends there as well yeah, definitely. And and I think everyone's going to like meeting you as well. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for having me on again. And um, for the Patreon listeners, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah.